0: Hello and welcome to the Writer's Cookbook Podcast. I'm Christina Adams. And I'm Ellie Betts. And we are here serving you with your weekly slice of writing advice.
1: This week we are talking about daily writing habits. Should you write every day? Does it make a difference? Is it just about hitting that daily word count? Becoming
0: a successful writer isn't just about getting those words onto the page, but that's something that a lot of people really focus on particularly in the early days when maybe you're not sure what you should be doing so you're just kind of have tunnel vision about those words on the page so today we are looking at what you should be doing instead so let's get to it
1: first thing is first, daily writing habits are important. It is important to get words on the page as that is going to help you reach your end goal. But we like to think that there's a lot more to it than that. And there's a lot more to be said in terms of being productive every day, not just getting words on the page every day. For instance, I like to spend time working out scenes, maybe where they go, um, working what scenes need to come up later down the line, maybe rejigging them research, developing characters, all sorts of different things. Why would you say it's important to do something every day? Because you've got a goal in mind, right? So you have a
0: dream, a goal, whether that's to finish something, whether that's to have a thousand readers, make a thousand pound, whatever. But if you're not working towards this thing every day or on a regular basis at the very least, it becomes further and further away. And the less you work on it, the more it becomes more of a pipe dream that's less likely to happen rather than something that you could genuinely actually do.
1: Absolutely. Um, Like you say, you've got a book to write. Anyone listening, I would have thought, has a book to finish. So maybe it's your first novel, you know, it may be the first one you're doing like me. It may be your hundredth book, which I think you're not far off by now, are you? (laughs) (laughs) But every day is an opportunity to get a step closer to that goal. Why Mm -hmm. do we recommend doing something every day? Because if you're working on it every
0: day, then you are going to get there considerably faster at the end of the day. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to be these big lofty goals like writing 5,000 words in an hour. Sometimes it can be as simple as, researching something that's a key theme in your book or even watching a documentary which is kind of passive but making sure you're taking notes obviously because you have to kind of adapt with how you're feeling on that day if you're feeling really kind of emotionally or physically drained you do need to take that time out to rest at the same time if you kind of are just procrastinating and that's when you kind of need to give yourself a good solid talking to and think really about why you are procrastinating and how you can get out of that habit.
1: Definitely, that makes sense. In one respect, I like the phrase Rome wasn't built in a day, which I know is very overused, but in the grand scheme of things, a novel is not built in a day. Um, even if you manage to write a chunk of it in a day, there's a lot of pre-thought that's got into that. There's a lot of planning and research and thinking about the characters, you know, even if you're pantsing, which I know I don't recommend, you still You're still thinking about it beforehand. Um, No one sits down completely blankly to write a book, I don't think. But it can be hard work when your body isn't cooperating. I think people don't think about that all the time. Why do we advocate for not pushing through when you can't?
0: Yeah, so I learned this the hard way. But if you're feeling really tired, either because you've got chronic health issues, because you've got an ever mounting to-do list, because you've had a crappy day at work or whatever, then it's going to be really hard for you to concentrate. So say you get an hour of time to yourself. If you are writing for that hour, your quality is just going to go down and down and down the worse you feel. Whereas if you split that up and have half an hour to rest and half an hour to work, what you produce is going to be of a better quality because your starting point was higher and therefore your end point is also higher.
1: Absolutely. It's about... Taking the time to rest, even if it's only half an hour of your allocated time, you've got to be kind to yourself, but not too easy on yourself, right?
0: Yeah, it's kind of a weird balancing act that requires a little bit of self awareness, but you need to know when you are being too easy on yourself and when you're being too hard on yourself. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to the gym and you've got like a personal trainer or a gym instructor saying, go, 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 and you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and you're just like a shriveled heap on the floor. Mm hmm you've got to be your own personal trainer and know when you can genuinely push and when you can't. I remember when I used to go to yoga lattes with my boyfriend and I went to one of the lessons without him because he wasn't feeling very well. And my worst nightmare, we had to do an activity involving other people.
1: He was oh, like, no. I want you
0: to do this activity where you hold the other person's body weight. We had to like lie down on our backs with our hands in the air and then they would lean on us and put their weight on us. And I said to him repeatedly, I do not have the upper body strength to do this. I can barely lift three kilogram weights. I cannot take a person. So he made me do it anyway. And obviously my arms gave way and I was utterly mortified. Just a stranger awkwardly lying on top of you. That's horrible. It was. It really was. And I never went back for that reason. And I left that gym as well. Not just because of that, but because we moved. But it really put me off that class because I was. that was one of those times when I knew my body's limitations and it wasn't about pushing myself. I know what I am capable of doing because I have reached that point previously. You know, I've tried to lift things and can't lift them because they're like a giant bag of flour or something, you know, so I know what I'm capable of. And that's the thing. You don't really know what you're capable of until you hit that point. But if you're the kind of person who's going to go, oh, I'm feeling a bit Crap today, I'll just sit in front of YouTube and then you're flitting the evening away watching YouTube. That's probably one of those occasions when you need to be harder on yourself. But likewise, if you're getting home and you can't keep your eyes open and you can't support your own body weight and you can't string a sentence together and you don't understand really simple requests, that's the kind of occasion when you need to rest.
1: You've got to be a little bit gentle with yourself. But you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to be too easy on yourself, you're not going to get anywhere.
0: Exactly. And like I say, that's why I say it's about learning your own limitations and building that self-awareness because what you're capable of now will be very different to what you're capable of in a month or a year because maybe you're stronger mentally or physically maybe you're not and you need to learn what the warning signs are for you mentally and physically for when you can keep going and when you need to slow down.
1: That makes sense you know one of the biggest complaints I hear about writing every day or as we're saying at least contributing every day is not having time so in a previous episode I think you remember I made a joke about the time furry coming to grant you more time in the day um which doesn't exist for anyone who is just getting their hopes up a little bit there Wish she did have, <laughs> can you imagine uh you have to go out the way and make time that's what we said isn't it so you're not yeah. going to find it unless you're actively looking for it right Precisely yeah
0: and there are always ways for you to squeeze in more things you know whether you are stood in line in a queue and you know jotting some notes down on your phone whether you spend too long doom scrolling reading the news at night and you could use that time to be more productive whether you spend too long on social media. Um, I don't know if anyone out there listening uses Duolingo but nearly every time I open it it comes up with different messages and one of them says something like 15 minutes a day can te- on Duolingo can teach you a new language. What can 15 minutes of social media teach you? And that just really stands out to me because 15 minutes does make a difference, even if you think it doesn't. And it probably makes a more significant difference than if you were to sit there and do it for an hour.
1: Absolutely. When it comes to making time in your day, we're not suggesting you skip feeding the kids because you need that time to write instead, or you're listening to the Writer's Cookbook podcast, or you skip exercising just to do some writing. There are important things as well. Feeding your kids is probably slightly more important, I'll grant you that. And yourself. Let's not forget to feed yourself. Oh yeah, fair. (laughs) you don't, you're not at work for 24 hours a day you're not feeding the kids 24 hours a day you know you're not exercising hopefully not exercising 24 hours a day you make time for other things if you prioritize writing you can make time for that like social media and tv and stuff like that you don't necessarily need to do those things unless you're running a business and working on social media channels for instance but doom scrolling through facebook isn't productive and it's not going to get you any closer to those end goals
0: I will confess I'm very bad for Doom Scrolling the last kind of nine or so months. Uh, it's part of why I don't get to sleep until about half one at night. And thanks to one of the suggestions of one of my friends, I have actually set a time limit on how much I spend on the news apps on my phone now because I can't bring myself to delete them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, I I think it's very easy to fritter away time on things like that. Oh shaking my desk. Because they don't tell you unless you've got a time limit like that, you know, saying, oh, you spent an hour reading random shit on Apple News. I find it really helpful having that 15 minute time limit because it means I'm pickier about what I read. So I'm more likely to read something probably to do with the pandemic about the local news or about, you know, like celebrities or TV shows or whatever that I'm interested in. It's much more specific than oh, I'll read this article about a TV show that I have no interest in whatsoever. I'm just interested to see if I can get ideas for my next book, you know?
1: Mm, But shortening the time, I suppose, like you say, you find that short burst more productive in a way.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I am a big advocate for writing in really short bursts rather than sitting down and going, right, I'm going to spend all day writing my book. And then you end up spending about five minutes on it and the rest of it on Facebook.
1: (laughs) Don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) we've never done that
0: have we no I remember back in the days of I think it was the IMDB forum Mm -hmm. and there was a running joke in there that it was full of writers avoiding work
1: (laughs) which is probably true by the sound yeah
0: because it it was just about like writing is mostly just procrastination and unfortunately (laughs) that is true writers are notorious for procrastinating I can't even say it now it's also part of the job to learn how to stop doing it
1: Exactly and it's a, it's another skill on the right list of writing skills at the end of the day unfortunately but if you can make 10 minutes in your schedule for writing you can do a lot with that. I've got some facts and figures for you. Ooh. So did you know the average typing speed is 50 to 80 words per minute?
0: I've got to admit that does seem really slow to me. <laughs> you
1: are an fast if, typer. Thank you, but I don't know if that's like a
0: generational thing or because I'm around computer people all the time. Possibly.
1: I mean, some people in certain jobs type even faster than that, of course. Exactly. Some jobs require over 120 words per minute, but we're not thinking about that. We'll just focus on the lower mm-hmm. end. So if we, even if we focus on the very, very low end, which is 50 words per minute, and you write for 10 minutes, that's 500 words you can write in that time. Which is write... most
0: people's daily goal, I think, as well.
1: Most yeah, people aim it's, for it's around a... 500 a good goal it's a good goal so if you take for instance the minimum length for a novel which is 50 000 words and you do 500 words a day you can reach that amount in 100 days which is not very long that's less than three months so even if you allow for days off if you allow for weekends if you allow for you know things in life that happen to crop up because they will you could easily if you wanted to write a novel in three months
0: Yeah, completely. Because there will definitely be some days when you find that you write much more than 500 words Mm -hmm. and it will just flow out of you. And then there will be other days where it is just like walking through treacle and you just want to pull your hair out and you really want to give up. But actually carrying on through those days is when you will learn and grow the most as opposed to getting all excited and rewarding yourself when it's come easily you should reward yourself more when it's been more difficult because then you're training your brain at these positive
1: habits. That makes sense. That makes sense. Obviously, like we said, not every day will be words because there's a lot of other things you need to do around the novel, which is good. You know, sometimes you need a break from the words. I think it's, again, it's a lot about making those allowances, isn't it? What other things are we talking about that people can be doing every day to make sure they stay productive every day?
0: So obviously there is the writing that everyone considers. But before that, you've got the planning. So that includes your character development. That includes your plotting, any research that you need to do. I'm a big advocate for doing research because I think people don't always do it enough. And that's often how they get stuck. And then if you're planning on trying out a different writing software, for instance, checking out Scrivener or Plot Factory, for example, then this is the time when you want to have a play with it, not when you're right about to start writing and then you go, oh no, I don't know how to use it. And then after you've done the writing, this is where you need that emotional distance. So you put it in a drawer for a bit, maybe plan something else while it's stews. And then you come to do your editing and editing often takes longer than writing and people don't factor that in. And it can lead to feeling really disheartened. I definitely felt that way when I edited What Happens in New York because I probably spent two or three times more editing it because I just wasn't used to editing something of such a significant length. I edited a lot of short stories when I did my BA, but I didn't do any novel writing. What Happens in New York was the first full-length novel that I edited, and that was kind of terrifying But forcing myself through it on a daily basis really taught me what I was capable of. And obviously it helped me to grow my skills as well.
1: Because like I said, there's a lot of skills around actually getting words on the page that a writer must learn in order to succeed.
0: Yeah, and I would actually say those things are more important than whether or not you can string a sentence together. Because Mm. if you look at most of the most successful writers out there, they generally tend to be the kind of ones with a more business mindset than the ones you treat writing purely as a creative approach.
1: Exactly, absolutely. So that gives us plenty to be doing every day. But the main thing for me, I think, is feeling like I've used the day wisely. I've not sort of wasted an entire day and not contributed towards my future. So even if I write a scene with two characters and it was fun or interesting or gained something for it, even if I don't end up using that scene later, Writing that scene helped me to realise I didn't need that scene. And you got to know them better. And I got to know them better, yeah. The characters are there and I got to experience that extra time with them and see how they would react and things. So every little bit helps. So I still realised that, well, even though I realised it wasn't needed, it was still useful. I was still one step closer to finishing, you know, and I was still contributing to my future. I love
0: that. Yeah. And it is at the end of the day, you know, publishing a book or selling however many books or making a living from your writing. These are all goals in your future. To achieve them, it's not just about writing every day. It is about working towards your goals every day. And writing is just actually one very small
1: piece of that puzzle. It is one of my favorite pieces though. Possibly my favorite.
0: I tell you what, I used to think that and the more I work on the other stuff, the more I prefer other bits. <laughs> I feel oh, horrible no. saying that. No. It, I, I still love the feeling of like a blank page, but I increasingly like editing, for example. Whereas when I did what happens in New York five five years ago, I think, I detested it. I would try and put it off for as long as possible. I really it's hard to put into words how much I hated editing. <laughs> well it's but good it, that you've
1: come out of that then. You've well, come out yeah, of that the other
0: side. It's an exposure thing because I didn't have a choice. I had to fight through that thing I did not want to do and did not like to get to that thing that I really did want, which was publishing What Happens in New York. It was a case of what I wanted was a stronger sense of desire than avoiding this thing that I really didn't like. And that, I think, is kind of what it's all about. And that's how you really strengthen your mindset
1: perfect that's a good note to end on and that is everything we have for this episode if you would like you can join us in our facebook group and you can tell us all about your writing habits i've been talking about my writing habits in there so people can join in that conversation but we have some work to do i think by the sounds yes indeed yes do come join us at writerscookbook.com
0: forward slash facebook group and we will see you
1: in there
0: see you next time Bye. bye